Hey, Fred. Hey. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about News of the Week, Tron Tells the Truth, TV of the Week, Woke Episode 3, our top five best and worst episodes of the show, Movies of the Week, and another digital review of Misbehavior. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Welcome to another digital citizen. Double anniversary. It's five years. And episode 260. And with me, I have the founder, the miracle behind it all, Tilly! (laughs) Hello! Right, it was you that I started this podcast with, wasn't it? Oh, totally, yeah. I know all about the podcast. Yeah. was totally your idea. No, it wasn't. It was Luke's. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. We're five years old now. <laughs> five years, yes. Uh, we're yes. going to get our big boy pull-up pants soon. <laughs> <laughs> we're, ready to, we're ready to pee for ourselves. We can stand now and pee for ourselves. And we know the alphabet backwards without cheating on the wall. I don't know the bat- <laughs> alphabet backwards now. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Oh, I okay. So this is going to be a very sentimental episode for me, especially later. So don't mind me if I start crying because this has been one shit week. Uh, how's your week been, Tilla? It's been good. We've got Finn at preschool now, three days a week. So. I've actually started to be able to, well, clean my house. <laughs> wow, yeah. So that's, yeah that's that, that sounds like an improvement of life. Yeah, sort of. A bit boring. 
Is preschool far away? No, no, it's only about five or ten minute walk. Okay. And he loves it. I mean, if it gets too boring, you can always make another kid. I mean... I could, or my neighbour's got plenty I can borrow. <laughs> uh, how is the cat situation? Uh, it's been a long time since we talked since, uh, so who is alive, who is not alive? We've still got the three. We've got Leela the big fat cat, Mr Meowgi and Bluebell. They're all still yeah. going wrong. And we have my neighbour's cat that comes around a lot as well. So essentially we have three and a half cats and a dog sometimes. Again, from upstairs. And, and a dog. Oh. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Us, because she gets upset when she gets left on her own. We've got a key to my neighbour. <laughs> yeah. What kind she's of dog a, is it? She's a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. And she's, she's a little old lady that doesn't like being on her own. So we get around and she comes in. She snores while she's awake, just lying on the sofa. <laughs> nice. Uh, how's your week been, Luke? Uh, alright. Really flew by. I got a lot done, because it stopped raining finally, so I was able to go outside and do things. But in the last mm. two days, the smoke has kind of come back, but n- not nearly as bad as it was. But it's uh, there's the smoke is starting to come back because the rain's going away, so that's not good. Cool. Uh, I have been half sick whole week uh, the other part of me has been more sick than me uh, someone has the corona and it's not me so that is fun uh, oh you didn't when did you find in, this out I talked to you on Monday and you didn't say anything about this so it must have been yesterday <laughs> yes <laughs> I found this out yeah I found this out yesterday uh she was tested, and that was very, very fun. Um, yeah, things things are going shit there. Uh, I'm in a lot of pain. I have a stomach ache and a headache uh, as big as a mountain. So this is going to be a fun show. Um, hey, if you want to share this podcast, please share this podcast, because sharing is caring, and we are five years old, and it is episode 260. Two things that you should celebrate. Uh, hey, Luke, uh, say something intelligent, please. Uh, something intelligent, please. <laughs> that was my impression of the presidential debate. Uh, that well, I we saw. could do it if all of us just start talking over each other right now. <laughs> no, no, I meant no, do this, uh, and I like things, I and stuff is amazing. See, man, like oh, yeah, that's that was, that was the, the debate. <laughs> so you didn't miss much, Tilly. Uh, Tilly didn't get to see it, I don't think, right? Oh, I did. Oh, you did? Okay. I, did. I just didn't see the point in watching it, because could, nobody could really get a point across. Right. Uh, there... there wasn't the point watching it. That was the fucking problem with it. It, it is the worst debate I have ever seen. It was infuriating that... to watch it, even, just because it was like... Just let them one guy talk, and then the other guy would talk, and the other guy would talk over him. I mean, obviously Trump was the bigger aggressor of interrupting, but even at one right. point the moderator had to tell Biden, "Hey, don't interrupt him, because you right. you're going to interrupt him now, even though you're complaining about him and interrupting." And then the uh, who, I can't remember the, who the moderator was. He had to stop the whole debate at one point, basically, and be like, "Listen, 
<laughs> you can't talk over each other, guys. Nobody can hear what you're saying if you're talking over each other. I'm sorry yeah. for raising my but you guys are, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wallace. Wallace from... Chris Pop Wallace, Smith. right, okay. Yeah, Chris Wallace, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, but I mean... I think I think uh, I I personally think it's hard to find the winner of this debate because it wasn't really a debate. I mean, uh, uh, Trump was def definitely the most aggressive one. I mean, uh, I have never ever heard Biden get irritated, but he actually got irritated and one time told Trump to like shut up. I was like, whoa. He called what? him a clown. He's like, this guy's just a clown at one point, too. Like, straight, straight up name calling, not even pulling any punches. Yeah. Just straight up name calling. Which, I mean, yeah. can be seen as childish to a point, I can see, right? But I think Trump looked more childish than Biden did in this debate. I, the problem is, if you're on the side that is for Trump right now, you probably are going, oh, he was so aggressive and took Biden on, and that's great. And the other side saying, oh, look, Trump is so childish. So, like, uh, either side is kind of getting what they want, they want, because I think this is what the Trump people wanted, is for him to just talk over Biden and not let Biden say anything, and you know what I mean? Yeah, try to alpha male it. Totally, just be rude because they like to see him be rude to Biden, yeah. So, in that sense, I think Trump did what he wanted to do, uh, but I think there some people are going to see him as coming off as rude and uh, over-aggressive, I think the one thing about 2016, he was Trump was aggressive, but it seemed like he had things to say. <laughs> this debate, mm -hmm. he, did he? He never really got any policy across or anything like that. I don't think either of them did. Like you said, I don't think there's any way to determine a winner out of this. Only who lost the least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Trump just kept on about um, Biden's son getting money from Russia. Was it Russia, Russia, yeah, right, yeah. Biden's like that's not true. It's not a it's, it's a false. It's not true what you're saying. And then Trump's talking about the media being all fake news, fake news, and just keeps on with this one point about his son. Talk about your policies. Do something. But yeah, but neither of them really did. Uh, we got barely any policy at all. It was mostly Biden saying, "Oh, this is what Trump's done wrong." Not necessarily what I'm going to do right, but this is what he's done well, wrong and what needs to be fixed. And then P Trump was like, oh, no, I didn't. Fake news. And that was like basically the whole debate. I mm -hmm. I think there's been a lot of talking around last night and then this morning about the idea if in the next debate, the moderator being able to cut the, somebody's mic if they're inter interrupting too much. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I did have to at, at one point because... I, I was like I was like I was like no I I couldn't hear anybody. It was just gibberish back and forth, back and forth. And every time Biden tried to say something, Trump was on the, the aggressive. Like it didn't fail. Like I I can think of two or three uh, things that Biden got to see say without Trump interrupting, and then he was kind of blabbling. What do you think, Tilly, about cutting the mics? Do you think that that would help, or do you think that's bad? I'm surprised they didn't do it anyway. But I think what they need mm -hmm. to do, because it reminds me a lot of... Um, they could just be girls on Bad Girls Club. So they just need to send it to me. <laughs> it felt like, like a, a Bad Girls Club scene, this debate. 
Yes. Yeah. It's very that level. So just get Tanisha in, give her two <laughs> like hands, and let her just shut them up. <laughs> Here's the problem with muting the mics, as I see it, is that it's if one moderator has control over who gets muted and who doesn't, then inevitably, whoever gets muted more, their side is going to call foul and say, oh, you didn't let yeah. him talk. Uh, yeah. And that could be a negative for sure. That's the only real negative I can see as far as muting the mics. I mean, it, I would say if the next debate goes like this, they have to, kind of. Yeah, or if they just did it for when the other one is talking, when you've, they've got their two minutes each, but right. that two minutes, the other on and then it swaps and that for the next two minutes the other mic isn't on if you know what i mean rather than just being mm -hmm. you're talking to you're gonna mute you just have it muted anyway right okay that makes sense oh, that, that, that is a very smart uh, idea what did you think about biden uh taking so uh stand uh away from sanders but... right i mean trump came after him as uh as though he was Sanders, right? It was, I, I right. posted on our Facebook, somebody tweeted out, um, Bernie Sanders is living rent-free in both these guys' heads. Because, <laughs> like, okay. there was so much Bernie Sanders talk in the first 20 minutes of this, it was like, yeah. he was still in the race, practically. <laughs> yeah. But what did you think about uh, when Biden said, like, oh, I am not nothing like him, I don't want health care like him? Right. In the middle of a pandemic, Joe Biden's argument is, I don't want to give people health care. <laughs> That's really going right. to get your votes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I find it very sad. I saw I saw uh, uh, an episode of, uh, oh, what uh, what is uh, The Tonight Show or something with Trevor Noah. And there was an interview with Biden after the debate. Uh, no, an interview with Sanders, sorry, after the debate. Oh, right, yeah, I and, saw this. Uh, okay, you saw this, okay. Uh, and and Sanders like, well, I'm going to work every uh, much as hard for Biden to get into the White House as I did before. Anyway, he was very, like, classy in his response to, to this, I felt. I... Bernie made the agreement that he would... Uh, do everything he could to defeat Trump before the primary was even over. He always said right. that. So, he, like we said in the past, he's just being a man of his word, and a lot of people see it as, oh, he's ushering people into the Democratic Party, even though they don't believe in the things he believes in. But, uh, like I've said, we just gotta get to 2024 and get, try to get one of our own people in again, uh, mm. another progressive. And it's not gonna be Bernie this time because he's too old, so we're gonna move on to somebody else. And, uh, you know, they. I think that a lot of uh, Democrat, centrist Democrats, see, uh, as, you know, Joe Biden even said this debate, I beat Bernie Sanders. I think they see beating right. Bernie Sanders as beating Bernie Sanders, uh, like, ideas, which I, I don't think, uh, I think I've said this in the past, Bernie Sanders didn't, like, people who were voting for Bernie Sanders weren't following Bernie Sanders because of his, uh, specifically because of his ideas, uh, we were voting for Bernie Sanders because he was following our ideas, right? It's like a total flip, and they don't they don't see it as, uh, oh, people can have their ideas, and then a politician can help them get those ideas taken care of. They see it as, oh, a politician has ideas, and then he tells it the people what to do. 
But that was never like how the Bernie Sanders campaign kind of worked. It was always you know, the slogan was us, right? So there you go. And uh, Tilly, at the uh, there was a lot of Corona talk, of course. Uh, how is the Corona situation where you are right now? Um, well, it's not great. We've just been put into more sanctions. Um, yeah, we, we talked about that last that. week on the show. Yeah. 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 But now um, there's talk of another full lockdown. But Boris has got to do a vote in Parliament for that to ever happen. That's right. just he's just done a little talk about it. I've tried to avoid the news as much as I can, but when it's something big and important like the new sanctions that they put in about pubs having to have everybody out by 10 p.m., which is causing more issues because it means that everybody is out on the street at 10 p.m. and mingling. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was getting ridiculous. Um, I went out on one night out after lockdown and before these new sanctions, and I, there was one pub that was open later than everywhere else, and pretty much my whole town was in there. <laughs> there was no social thing going on. They'd got the Perspex screen things up on the bar with a little hole in, right. and they were serving at the side of them rather than through them. Um, what about masks it was when you were there? Nobody was in. A couple of the security staff were in masks, and a couple of the people that were in there, like as uh, customers, were in masks. But it was maybe one in every thirty people wearing masks. Because um, the one thing in these new round of uh, lockdown or whatever it is that Boris just announced, it was two hundred pound fine for not wearing a mask. Yeah, which has to be enforced by the police that the Tories cut. Years ago, right? Yeah. The anyway, <laughs> yeah. This as well, because I mean, when I was on that night out, um, the police were in and out of the pub, but it was to break up fights because everybody had been in lockdown for so long. As soon as they're out and having a drink, because the whole of the town was in one place, right? It was just central. I was literally talking to somebody that I hadn't seen since school. And mid-conversation, she dropped her bag, turned around, and started punching somebody. What? <laughs> wow. Like, oh, my God. I was in the middle of my sentence. And she just dropped her bag, turned around, started lamping this girl. And I picked her bag up and handed it to the police. And was like, um, this is hers. And... <laughs> wow. It was insane. So I get why they're trying to do the sanctions. But they shouldn't have pulled us out of lockdown when they did. We weren't. Yes, the economy was suffering, but Corona wasn't anywhere near sorted. And the testing over here isn't great. I did have one done before I went in. I had a um, hospital procedure two weeks ago, and I had to have uh, the swab up your nose and in your throat. Yeah. But general thing, it doesn't seem to be getting done. Well, we have surpassed uh, deaths with one million. One million people are dead now, according to the official numbers. Yay. Well, that's in the world, right? So, yeah, global yeah. coronavirus rates. It says here, so far there have been 1,555,000 deaths as of Tuesday, according to the latest update in the database. Yeah. And But how, how reliable is any or oh, any of the figures at the minute because I don't know about other countries not, but I know not, not at all not at all no. yeah, anybody that does, 
within 28 days of a positive test result, no matter what they actually died from, it's put down as a corona death. Mm-hmm. So you could literally, you could be tested positive and then get run over. And because you've died, it still counts as a corona death. Or, you know, you have I don't a heart know if that's attack. 100% true, but it, if, if you have a heart attack, I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, it can be attributed to it, but I don't think if you get hit by a car. I think that's, uh, I've heard that before and also heard that that's completely false. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, we have... But what they they would consider, like, if you had a heart attack uh, and you have corona, they would consider it a complication of coronavirus. Right. So, I guess it just depends on how you die. I don't think if you, like, had corona and then your house lit on fire and you died in a house fire, (laughs) they're going to say... That you died of coronavirus, right? Be respiratory-related uh, death. <laughs> uh, some stories from uh, different places in the countries, maybe. We should go to that. Okay, yeah. The UK, uh, this came out yesterday, I believe. UK made, ta- oh, no, two days ago. UK may take part in COVID-19 vaccine challenge studies. The British government says it will take part in studies that try to deliberately infect volunteers with coronavirus uh, after being given experimental vaccine in an effort to more quickly determine uh, if the vaccine works. The approach called a challenge, the challenge study risky, uh, but propon- proponents think the uh, it may produce results faster than typical studies, which they see as volunteers who have been given experimental treatment or a dummy version to get sick. So yeah, they're going to purposefully infect people who they've given a vaccine to to try to increase the time period or decrease the amount of time it takes to approve the virus or the vaccine. Sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I've got to say they they're not giving people or they're not going to give people the strongest. Sort of strain of COVID. They want okay. to lab and breed a sort of a weak version so they don't get too sick if the vaccine doesn't work. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I see this as being both good, but also I can see it going horribly, horribly wrong, right? If, like, the yeah. virus they develop mutates, possibly? Um, I guess they would have to have these people that they give the they would have them completely under quarantine and everything else, so they're not going to be going around, I'm guessing. But, uh, yeah, I just see... Uh, maybe I've seen too many movies, but I see this getting out of control. I'm thinking that. It's all a bit 28 days later. Right, exactly. Yes, yeah. And uh, COVID cases uh, is rising among U.S. children as schools reopen. This is uh, Yahoo Rules. Uh, Yahoo News uh, after uh, preying heavily on the elderly in the spring the coronavirus is increasingly infecting American children and teens in trends authorities says uh, appeared fueled by school reopenings and the resumption of sport play dates and other activities Uh, children of all ages make up 10% 10% of U.S. cases from 2% in April. That is quite a, a leap. Uh, the American Academy of uh, Pedocentric uh, reported Tuesday. It says 2% t- of... Yeah. It says that 
two times uh, more teens were infected than younger children, and that most infected children have mild cases, uh, and that hospitalization and death rates are still much lower uh, in kids and teens than in, in adults. But this kind of right. goes against what people had said before, that, oh, kids, kids are basically safe, is what at least like Trump and the Trump administration were saying for a while. Well, it's one of those, the same with like the the normal seasonal flu. Kids will get it, but they'll tend to recover and bounce back better. There'll because... be a kids that struggle and end up with pneumonia and things like that. But in general, as a generalization, children's immune systems are better at fixing it, well, of getting rid of it. And their bodies are less worn down because they're younger, right? So they they bounce back easier. Yeah. But this is why you get the mutations coming from school children, because that's going to be right. the next thing. The kids are back at school, right? Because viruses do tend to mutate more in younger children because their immune systems are better. So the virus starts finding other ways of getting around it, which is why we get different strains of flu all the time. It's majoritively. It's why every when I worked in a preschool, there'd be flus all the time, and the flu vaccine was constantly having to change because it mutates, it changes, and kids are germ factories. In Norway, Fro, a wide-reaching bus strike in a combination with increasing COVID-19 cases is concerning among health services in Norway. The strike, which took place in several locations across the country over the weekend, is set to continue on Monday. The national broadcaster NRK has spoken to senior fig- figures at Haukland How- University Hospital mm-hmm. in Bergen, a uh, city which saw an increase in cases uh, and has been hit by an escalation in bus strikes. So what is the bus strike thing all about, From Just uh, trying to get more money for uh, the bus drivers? Yeah, mo- money for the bus drivers. That is more or less what it is about. Uh, so... They're worried because I would think being on a bus would be worse for COVID nineteen, don't you? I I would think so. If I, I'm in my private car all alone, uh, there's no nothing, no people I can spread it to. So I think it would be more dangerous to have it on the bus. So I don't really understand that. I guess what they're worried about is many people are likely to find other means of transport, but this could lead to concerns as to whether appointments can be met and employees can get to work. I guess the combination of COVID-19 and the bus strike could cause businesses to completely shut down because they can't get their employees to work because either they don't have transportation or they have COVID-19. I guess that's what's going on here. Yeah, and surely okay. people, instead of taking a bus, they'll start taking a taxi, and you're a lot closer to a taxi driver. Or an Uber, yeah, or something like that, or, yeah. Or airing, or, you know, something like that. Or, I don't know, if have all the buses stopped, or is there just a limited service? Certain uh, cities. Certain yeah. companies, yeah. Like Bergen, yeah. Trondheim, uh, some other uh, things. And, and then we travel to China, that pushes emer- uh, emergency use of COVID vaccine despite of concerns, because guess what? After the first shot, 
he had uh, no reaction, but can shine it out uh, woozy following the second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine approved for emergency use in China. Uh, when I was driving on the road, I suddenly felt a bit dizzy, as, as, as uh, if I was driving drunk. The popular writer and columnist recounted the webinar earlier this month, so I especially found uh, I especially found a place to stop rest a bit, and then I felt better. So, yeah. Yeah, it says that it's unclear how many people have been injected by the Chinese, uh, but Chinese vaccine makers ha offered some clues. State-owned uh, CNBG has given the vaccine to 350,000 people outside of clinical trials, uh, which the clinical trials have 40,000 people enro enrolled. So that's where they're at. And it's China's doing really well as far as they're, they've stopped the spread of the disease. Um, mm -hmm. And they're still trying to get this vaccine. And that's why people are like, why are you rushing to get a vaccine if you've got it under control? So that's a, a lot. A, why a lot of people are concerned about that. India. India's confirmed. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say with China, the uh, one of the other big issues is that the vaccine hasn't passed its last regulatory test yet, and they've already used it on hundreds of thousands of people. Right, right, like they did it, in Russia. Not... Okay, uh, India confirmed coronavirus tally reaches six million on Monday, keeping the country, oh, keeping the country second to the United States. Uh, but rising fast. The health ministry reported 82,170 new cases in the past 24 hours, um, at least 1,039 deaths. Uh, like I said last week, India is like one of the places that's doing the worst as far as the rising yeah. in cases. I, d I thought they might have passed this by now, but I guess we're keeping up with them as far as how many people are getting infected here. I mean, I said this that one uh, when, when we when we saw that uh, uh, India was behind every other country. I said if it comes to India and when it comes to India, uh, it will rise up there because the population there is very poor and very uneducated and very it is very dirty in India and very uh, packed together. Everybody's really close. Yeah. The cities are very packed together. There's a whole bunch of people in India. Exactly, yeah. It says that uh, the United States has one-fourth of every reported coronavirus death, and India has one-fifth. So we're pretty close still. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's probably going to be more in India as time flybys. And I don't fucking believe the numbers in China for one second, because China isn't really... Uh, uh, I'm lying on anything. Right, yeah. Yeah. Not exactly a reliable source of information. Uh, hey, Tolle, did you know that uh, Finland did not exist? <laughs> it didn't. It doesn't exist. No, you can listen to that uh, in last episode. But uh, Corona... Not last, a few episodes ago, but yeah. Uh, Helsinki Airport, uh, Helsinki is in Finland, if you wonder. Airport trials sniffer dogs as COVID-19 de de detectors. Very cute dog. 
I love this. Absolutely love this. And I think they should have been trying it everywhere earlier. Oh, Dogs we, can sniff we... out and sniff out um, whether somebody's going to have a seizure or something. It's, yep. You know. We talked about this months ago that uh, some university had been testing it uh, to see if it actually would work. And, you know, you have to train the dog specifically for what they're looking for. Uh, so it takes a while to train the dogs. So I think it they figured out how to do it, and then they finally got to training them. And I think Helsinki Airport is the first place to put them in. Sniffer dogs are familiar sight at airports all over the world for uh, contraband. Now some dogs are being are using their noses for a different purpose, coronavirus. Dogs especially tra- are especially trained to detect COVID-19 have started sniffing passengers at Finland's Helsinki-Vanta airport. Uh, 15 dogs in total, and 10 instructor- instructors for a research program. So this is still kind of in trials, but they seem to think it works. Right. Well, they, ha- they have found that uh, dogs can sniff cancer. Yeah, in, in people. So Tilly just said I mean, that. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's not impossible. Apparently, like these dogs can detect it five days before symptoms uh, start happening. They've got close to a hundred percent sensitivity, but they're also they're not just taking the dog's word for it. They're testing people as well. If you get a positive signal from the dogs, they're doing the swabs and checking it. Do you know that? So far, they're scene in Terminator 1 where they go into the hotel and the the guy at the counter has a dog and it starts barking at Arnold because the dog knows that that, that's not a human, it's a robot, but everybody else doesn't realize that Arnold's not a robot. But dogs in the future can tell the difference between a cyborg and a regular human. Uh, This just reminds me of that every time I see this. (laughs) such a weird reference. It, it just, I always remember whenever I hear this thing about dogs sniffing out coronavirus, that scene where like the dog is just barking incessantly at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, back to Donald Trump. Get off coronavirus. Uh, Donald Trump paid only $750 in federal income, ta- income tax in 2016 and 2017. Uh, the year he ran for the U.S. presidency and the first year in the White House... Donald Trump just paid seven hundred and fifty dollars, or eight hundred or four five hundred and eighty pounds. The the newspaper New York Times, which obtained the tax records for Mr. Trump and his company over two decades, also says he paid no income tax at all for the ten of the previous fifteen years. The records reveal are you surprised? Chronic losses and years of tax avoidance. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Trump has called this fake news. Of course, yes. And he said that the IRS does not treat him well. <laughs> well they're not good. <laughs> I feel so sorry for him. Every time I go to sleep, I cry a little for how how bad I feel for Trump. I mean, a lot of how everything about him, all fake news, and oh, he lives such an yeah. awful life. <laughs> Everybody's so against him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of the people in 2016 that were arguing for Trump, even when we did an episode where we had a Trump supporter on our show that we interviewed, that one of their mm-hmm. arguments was, oh, he's, he's a really great businessman, and he can take care of business just in, in American business, just like how well he takes care of his businesses. And if you look at this, 
the reason he didn't he paid seven hundred and fifty dollars is mostly because he didn't make any money. He lost a ton of money. That's why he didn't pay that much tax because his business has lost so much money, according to to this. Um, another thing that was said in the article, the New York Times article, uh, no, nowhere in these tax records show any connection to Russia. Ah, that's so bad. Oh, gosh. We were wrong all the time, Luke. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I just, that I find funny because for a very long time it's been said, at least four years, if not five, as soon as we get yeah. those tax records, that's going to prove the connections of Trump <laughs> to Russia. Yeah. I and right in the that. first report about it, it says there are no connections to Russia in, in this tax record. Aww. It's almost like we predicted this or something. Right. The, I think the specific thing I predicted four years ago is that Trump would end up getting caught for t- uh, what, lo- money fraud. laundering. Money laundering. Yes. Which yeah. we'll see if that still happens. So, um, uh, Tilly, do you use uh, TikTok? No. No? <laughs> Have you ever tried TikTok? I've been in the same room when somebody else has been doing a TikTok, but it's mostly my niece or right. my neighbor's girls. Yeah, but you would think it's just for kids, but, like, there are a ton of old people on TikTok. It's like a whole oh, genre yeah. of TikTok is, like, elderly people, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I should get the TikTok account. Maybe I will do that uh, since I don't live in America. Uh, I don't know how long you can download it. Uh, is it uh, off everything now in America? I don't think it... Uh, they're not there yet. No. Why? No, I'm just wondering. Oh, no. Does, uh, has Trump uh, put in a TikTok restrictions? Well, what happened was they had gotten pretty close to that deal, and then last week we talked about how Trump said, oh, you can't make a deal if ByteDance is still going to own this much of the company. Uh, saying if if they make the deal, we're going to say, as the government, you can't do that. Uh, but the Trump administration is likely exceeding its legal authority with orders to ban the TikTok download in the U.S. Imposed, and impose other restrictions on the video sharing platform, a federal judge wrote in a legal opinion disclosed Monday. Uh, judge... Carl Nichols said that while President Donald Trump has a broad authority to declare national emergencies and prohibit business dealings with foreign entities that pose a national security risk, TikTok appears to be exempt from such actions as a personal communication service that oversees informational materials. Uh, So this would be like, they're suggesting it's kind of like the phone service. Mm. Is it though? I maybe in the terms of what the president's power to do something about it is, it possibly is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so because it is on the phone. It's a phone service, and you're communicating uh, back and forth with people. It has a messaging right. system. Yeah, all that. And I, I, I guess you can't have a web browser version of it. I have never tried. TikTok, so I have no clue. I don't know if there's a web version of. I would assume not. That would kind of. I think that would kind of defeat the purpose of the whole app, to be honest. But maybe not. 
Oh, 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 uh, Tilly, have you uh, by any chance tried QB? Hang on a second, have I tried what? QB? No, what's that? Okay, no, never mind, it's the world's uh, uh, worst app. I just wanted to know, we had an episode about it. Uh, hey, are you, do you like licorice, Look. No, I don't like licorice. I love licorice. Tilly? Uh, Finn? Finn? Uh, Bella? No, I'm not a uh, not a licorice fan. I do. I think it's in one of my teas that I drink. It's like a bedtime tea. Huh. But yeah, I certainly wouldn't eat it, and I definitely wouldn't eat one and a half bags of black licorice a day. <laughs> yeah, because man dies from eating more than a bag of licorice a day. Tell me about this. Uh, eating a bag and a half a day for a few weeks, a Massachusetts construction worker threw his nutrients out of whack and caused the man's heart to stop, doctors reported Wednesday. Uh, even a small amount of licorice you can eat and increase blood pressure a little bit, said the doctors. Uh, the problem is with glyceric acid found in black licorice <laughs> and in many other foods. It. Go ahead. I'm glad I'm not the only person that couldn't pronounce that. I've no it's glycerin with some weird things on the end. That's what I think probably. It just it sounds like you're trying to sneeze but having a stroke at the same time. It says many other foods also uh dietary supplements contain licorice root extract, uh which can it can cause dangerously low potassium and imbalances in other minerals uh, and e electrolytes. Eating as little as two ounces of black licorice a day for two weeks could cause heart rhythm problems. Wow, okay. Good thing I don't like licorice. Yeah, I think there's a re I think it's inbuilt to many people. This is actually dangerous. Right, you think it's just kind what? of like subconscious that our bodies know, hey, don't eat that. Oh my god, I, I finally found out why Finland doesn't exist, because they are very, very uh, into licorice, look. The salty licorice there, right? Yes, that's why they don't exist, because everybody's dead. <laughs> it's a ghost dead. city, yeah, or a ghost <laughs> country. <laughs> because they have eaten too much, most, uh, too much licorice, that is... Too much licorice, not enough bananas. And those ghost dogs that sniff for coronavirus, those are crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, now to something completely else. Um, uh, Tilly knows how, how to make children. I have heard something about birds and bees and uh, something like that when I was 16. That's more or less what I know about <laughs> right. children. The birds and the bees. <laughs> Yeah, and you got to use condoms on your yeah. bird or on your bee. Which is the bird and which is the bee? I don't even know. And make sure it can't sting the bird. Oh, I so the bee is the yeah that makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. Bird is a woman anyway. It says here Vietnamese police have seized over three hundred and twenty thousand used condoms that were 
illegally being resold to unsuspected customers. Footage shows dozens of bags, uh, 795 pounds in a warehouse of used condoms in the Bing Duang province. A woman who was believed to be the owner of the warehouse was arrested. The condoms were reportedly being washed, reshaped on reshaped on wooden dildos, and then repackaged and being resold. <laughs> Where did they get them from? Well, I have so many questions with this. Where did they get them from? Why are you doing this? How expensive is it to make condoms that you want to start washing them, reshaping them, and selling them? And do they have to sell them as like a size bigger because they've been stretched? <laughs> it says they were selling them for 17 cents, thir- or yeah, uh, 13 pence, I guess, per kilogram of condoms. So they were selling them. They were selling them in bulk. I, I, my guess is they were going to like uh, a dump or maybe like checking trash cans and pulling them out. That that would be my guess. I don't know though. Or maybe the lady owns maybe. a whorehouse and like they go through a lot of condoms. <laughs> oh, that's the best theory so far. The lady owns a whorehouse. Yeah, she's a madam. And, yeah, it's part of the turnover of her business. It's like the profit margin, you know what I mean? You gotta spend money on condoms, so what if I just reuse the condoms? It's business savvy. <laughs> That's the best conspiracy theory I have heard on this podcast in five years. Oh, she owns the whorehouse. That enterprising condom washing lady. <laughs> Uh, I think it is. It is. It, it, it must be one of the most disgusting things I have ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, it beats that. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. It beats that guy with the flip flops. It does beat the guys with the flip flops. I have a feeling uh, that there's got to be one per, one employee that was working in this business that their job was specifically to wash them, and that's the person who I'm uh, like, oh my gosh. That guy must have had a bad job. I wonder how much he got paid. They paid him in products. Or her, I guess, yeah. And 32, yeah. fucking thousand. 332,000, that's a lot of used condoms. Like, it's not, like, like Tilly says, you don't just find that and, like... Right, you don't just trip over it in the street. <laughs> Whoopsie! <laughs> Okay, let's talk about something else. Uh, Bill Maher. Uh, yeah, speaking of condoms, uh, let's see what Bill Maher had to say about uh, the whole Supreme Court thing uh, and who he blames uh, for the Supreme Court justice changeover that's going to be happening. So give me a countdown when you're ready, Fro. And three. Two, one, play. The Supreme Court hears oral arguments to overturn Obamacare on November 10th. Once this new justice is seated, Obamacare is likely gone. And after that, Roe versus Wade. So I hope you enjoy carrying your rape baby to term. You can name it Jill Stein. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, he went on for a bit after that, talking about it, but uh, that was the big thing everybody mentioned. Uh, saying, I hope you enjoy carrying your... I don't even want to say it. Rape baby to term. Uh, you can name it Jill Stein, referring to... Uh, people who voted for Jill Stein are to blame for the Supreme Court decision. Yep. So, we blame you, look. Right. They just can't stop blaming Jill Stein for everything because they don't want to blame themselves. I think is what it comes down to. <sighs> it's so disgusting. And I, I, I hope they... I hope, I hope he has to eat 330 used condoms. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a disgusting thing to say. Like, it is so out left. And it was supposed to be a joke, right? He he thought, I'm a, somebody, a joke writer, wrote that joke for him, and they, and they approved it and said, oh, that's a funny joke about rape oh, babies. Yeah. Yeah, because it's so funny, being raped and everything is so funny. Is it hilarious? I mean, it's so hilarious. That's why we have rape victim centers and things like that outside comedy clubs. A <laughs> mental image then. Sorry? I just had that mental image then. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, instead of... Uh, from saying the truth, should we get the uh, film to tell the truth this week? If you want to tell the truth, you say no. things. <laughs> Hi, truth. <laughs> Tron is going to tell the truth about politics is not activism. Hello, this is Tron Bertrand of the truth. Some people may be a little angry about what I said last week uh, in the end word, like go and kill yourself. I didn't admit tell you to do that literally. If you don't fucking know by now how I talk, go fuck yourself. Cry on your mom or your daddy's shoulder or something. I'm going to talk about something I've been talking about before, but in another context. I love to see the game people are now, having now in the streets. Why they're demonstrating, why they try to make change all over the world. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. And I love that you have new people in Congress, young progressive men and women by color and sex who do something, who can make a change. But you know what? Doing politics have two things that you don't like. Sometimes things take a long time. Yeah, I talked about this before. You have to be patient. Bernie Sanders supporters look to Norway and say, oh, they did it. Yes, but it took a long, long time. If you read Norwegian history, it was done by night. I also told you that before. But do people go into politics, you can also sometimes lose it a little. Because everything you do is not a revolution or a debate. When you see things on the news, you see the front part. You see like Cortez debating those old shitholes and ass kickers and... And then, wow, damn, I want to do that. I want to go in and I want to change and I want to smack. But do you know how much work she does? Yes, because doing politics and changing the world is a fucking hell of a lot of work. It's not always like it comes out in TV and debate programs and so on. That's just a small part of it. Last week, 
I met in city council. Yes, we have a strange order in a way, like when one representative cannot meet the other people, he go down on the list the party delivered and he's going to meet instead. So I met in the city council in Bergen for the Green Party. It was nice. It was digital. Yeah, we can have political meetings in state and local levels digitally in Norway because we are an advanced nation. But again, do you know how long that meeting was? It was 11 hours. 11 and a half. Yeah. I think when it saw what come out in media next day, it was not much, but it was a lot of stuff. Now, that was a longer meeting than usually because, yes, the virus situation here in Norway is up and down and yeah, we have some outbreaks because of, yeah, parties and so on. So, you have, it has some problems, but it went well. But that work took hours. I sit in a committee in Bergen called the control committee. Yes, everything have to go through that committee. If somebody protests against processes in the city or something, yes, like that, it comes to my table. Those meetings are not referenced in television, often not in the news, it's not been really scandals happened. And it's a lot of work. I read two documents after documents after documents. I'm not complaining. I get okay paid, not nearly as much that I hoped for, but I do it because I believe in democracy. And everyone who who gonna gonna get elected and gonna take on positions and so on, doing politics is not activism. It's not activism at all. It's work. It's something you do a lot. I have to do that on top of my own job. And a lot of people do that. So a lot of things details, long meetings, long planning, and sometimes nobody will even see the results. It's, it's like something, you want to see the results, but if you don't do it, people definitely see that something is missing. It's like that. So think about that. So don't lose the grip, because if you're going to change the world, you're going to sit in hours in meetings, not debates. You're going to rewrite things 20 or 30 times, you have, to go in, uh, you have to make compromises, you have to talk with shit people you don't like, and so on and so on. That is how politics are done, even if you're liberal, conservative, in the center or anything. So keep that in mind, have patience, and do your fucking job. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth. Is politics activism? I think certain parts of it are. I think canvassing, like going around house to house to try to get people to vote for your candidate could be considered activism, right? And I think that's part of politics to a degree. Right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hey, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. That's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. You can find us there. You can find us on Twitter. 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 Uh, it's at podcast ADC at podcast ADC. You can follow us on Facebook if you have a Facebook account, like some of the people on this call has, not me. Um, but it's another digital citizen on <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, anything on any of the medias? Not that I saw. Um, 
I did just see today that Facebook Messenger is combining with Instagram Messenger into one okay. Messenger. So uh, that's the thing that's happening with Facebook. Um, cool. other, train outside. Other than that, no. Let's do TV news. Uh, Jim Carrey gets a chance at Saturday Night Live fame in his upcoming season. Yeah, because Jim Carrey wasn't famous before. Saturday Night Live, that's really going right. to put that kid over the top, bro. Never heard of him. <laughs> Uh, it says he's gonna play Joe Biden on yeah. on the catch sketch comedy series uh, as a cast member. In, oh, he auditioned as a cast member for season six, but was not picked up at the time. So I guess yeah, that I they're gonna have to what white make his hair really white or put a wig on him, yeah. I guess. But I can see him doing Joe Biden, I suppose. Kind of. I I am I'm I'm curiously optimistic. How about that? I want a combination of the mask and and uh, Joe Biden, <laughs> like his acting style from the mask, but as Joe Biden. <laughs> That's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trump Biden. <sir. laughs> so many things. Yes. Uh, Anything else? What, Twitch? You want to go into the Twitch stuff, from? Yeah, because uh, Twitch uh, have uh, changed their policy after uh, Dr. Svecht uh, uh, have uh, uh, streamed with a guy called Nadeshot and Snoop Doggy 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 Dog. Um, they have said that they, they needed to clarify that... Uh, you're not allowed to stream with streamer that are banned, more or less. Right, he's banned for Doctor Disrespect got banned from Twitch, and now right. they're saying even people can't even like have him on their streams. He, that's how banned he is, I guess. Right. Now, what is Twitch, and who is Doctor Disrespect? Oh, uh, <laughs> Twitch is like oh, a super prop. It's like a super popular gaming streaming website so it it's youtube except specifically for streaming video games but then yeah. over time it kind of delved off into other things where irl irl streaming yeah. became a thing where people would just take their yeah. phone around the city or wherever they lived and like go about their day with the phone on so everybody could watch and so then it started to morph into this whole other kind of what um social media thing instead of just being a video yeah platform right dr disrespect is was the biggest streamer on there uh, like their their biggest streamer he made this huge deal with them uh, to be like exclusive to their platform and then a few months later they fired him yeah under a month I well they banned him not fired him but yeah so more more or less the same as fired him but they've banned him so much, they're not even allowing other people to just have him, like, on their streams. Uh, right. So, yeah. Yeah. I read that. I read that they, they basically they hadn't muted him. And, yeah, Twitch had kicked off. But I was like, what the hell is Twitch? What's going on? Why don't I... I know who Snoop Dogg is. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's YouTube Live just with more audience. Yeah, it's, it's the thing that my ex would probably be on, because he was always on Call of Duty, always recording himself and editing videos. and. There are people making stuff. millions of dollars doing Twitch. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, just playing video what? games, making millions of dollars. Especially if you have boobs. Uh, it helps. Oh, or bright blue yeah. hair, maybe. Yes. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have boobs and blue hair? <laughs> yeah, no. You have to have a, you have a you have to have very very low cleavage though to make it there. Oh, okay. Yeah. It helps. It doesn't always have to be, but it definitely helps, it seems like. Uh, but that's just the internet in general, really. Yeah. <laughs> my boobs most of the time at the minute, so... I guess I do. I sit around topless. I could sit around topless playing Peggle, make some money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you, you would be, be banned then. Right, no uh, nudity on Twitch. Yeah. No nudity. And that is uh, kind of true, because, yeah, like I said... There, there's an old, there, there's a section on Twitch called like booby streamers. <laughs> that is the thing. Classy. Yeah. Very classy. All right, we talked about live PD in the past, uh, and it getting canceled. Uh, did you hear about cops getting canceled? <laughs> Chili, that show that was on I for did. like ever in America. Mm-hmm. No. There was a show on it forever in America called Cops. They canceled it, and Live PD was just Cops, but live. Uh, and obviously, they had to cancel that as well. Um, when pretty much when the Black Lives Matter thing happened earlier this year, uh, the most recent Black Lives Matter movement protests, uh, a Texas sheriff who starred in L- L- oh Live PD was arrested Monday on evidence of tamper- tampering... Oh, evidence tampering charges in the case of a black man who died in police custody. Uh, He was accused of destroying or concealing audio and video footage that showed deputies pursuing uh, Jarver Amblin, 40, in March 2019, according to the indictment. The footage uh, was captured by live PD cameras uh, that night. So the police were caught tampering with the footage from the live PD uh, evidence. Whatever that means, destroying it, I guess. Yeah, it wanted to be used in court, wasn't it? Because it showed more than the um, police officers' like body cams. Yeah, and probably it probably showed things they didn't want people to see. I think is what what's happening here. They knew that they would get in trouble more if they saw the. Li- but it it make that means whoever was the cameraman who was filming it at the time knew all of this all along. Yeah, and they'd be a witness. Right, exactly. But yeah, apparently he was. He said that he got a heart condition. He said that he couldn't breathe, and he died from. Oh, was it congestive heart failure and hypertensive cardiovascular disease from morbid obesity? So this this was a big guy. Um, combined that then with the forcible restraint they put on him and being tasered three times. Right. As, they they tried to say George Floyd got killed was. In the first few weeks, they tried to say he died of a heart attack as well, and that it wasn't the cop's fault for the same reason. Um, that's why this kind of became such a big deal at the time. Uh, still is a big deal. And one of, the, one of the main reasons the show got cancelled as well. Uh, I've seen some TV this week, since you asked. Uh, I saw a Canadian show called uh, Corner. Uh, I saw the first uh, first season of this, 
It's about a newly appointed coroner that investigates a string of murders in Toronto. Okay. Well, that's, well, that's what you do. Uh, yes, coroners uh, always in, in investigating murders. Yeah. So this is with Sorinda Swan. And if, if that name doesn't say anything, I don't fucking blame you. But she was Medusa in Inhumans, and this is why I wanted to see this, because Inhumans is maybe my least favorite show of all time. One of, I, I definitely, definitely, uh, that I've seen every fucking episode of. Um, so I saw, oh, my least favorite actress is in a show, so I need to see it. <laughs> this, is, this isn't too bad. I mean, it's a very standard cop show that has absolutely no uh, redeeming qualities. I give it a 4 out of 10. Okay, I saw uh, Bob's, Bob's Burgers Season 11, Episode 1. That show is back this week. Yeah, I know you like that, Tilly. Go check out the new season started. Uh, Fro hates this show. I don't hate it. I just you just don't like it. Yes. Uh, it was good. Uh, same quality. Uh, fun episode. Uh, anybody who likes Bob's Burgers is gonna enjoy it. Uh, I mean, the only thing I ever don't like about Bob's Burgers is sometimes they do break into song, and I don't like that especially. But that's not every episode, and most of the jokes are funny. This one specifically was pretty hilarious. Uh. I don't want to ruin anything about this episode, but it's pretty great. Uh, overall, this episode I give a eight point five. Tell I've seen a Canadian show. Actually, going back to you watching a Canadian show, Fro. Um, I finally got to see the last of uh, Canada's Drag Race. The final. Ooh, yes. Very good. It took a while to uh, come up. I binge watched. All the season, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it was like, "Oh no, but you can't watch the final yet. Not not allowed. Got to wait for ages." But yeah, finally watched that, and I do really like it. I do find it weird that RuPaul isn't physically in it at all. There's just he's on a screen a couple of times, and you're a bit like, "Um, you thought it'd turn up for the final?" Oh, yeah. well, so <laughs> yeah. the, but it's still yes. I, it's still branded as. RuPaul's Canadian Drag Race? Yes. No, oh, okay. It's Canada's Drag Race, but RuPaul is in it when they're all in the workroom. And woo, child! Yeah, they have, they have the show all over the world now. It's like becoming almost Big Brother-esque that they have it in almost, like, tons of countries. I, I want to say Danish... Drag race, I saw. I know there's a UK yeah, yeah, drag yeah. race. Poland. Uh, Poland, Poland okay. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. all over the place. UK drag race. Uh, that reminds before. me that I, I saw a British show last week that I forgot to, to tell you about. Uh, I saw the first episode of uh, The Great British Bake Off. <gasps> oh. Yes, me too. It's so good. Oh, it's a new season? Or a new. Yes. Competition, I guess. I wouldn't even call it a season. What the how that they do it, but yeah. right. well, they've had to, especially this year because of COVID. They've had to put them all in an isolation bubble together. Ah, at the big they do it at. They're all in a, in the gardens, but 
they're all I think they're all staying there and they're all in one social bubble for seven weeks if they get all the way through. They yeah. can't go see their family. Then it's it's like Big Brother and Bake Off. Kind of. But they're allowed to find And that, that, right. one of the aspects I like about it is is the new concept where everybody like has to fucking be there. Because it makes it very sterile and very like the the competition gets even like harder kind of. But yeah, I loved it. What do you think of Matt Lucas in it instead of Sandy Toxvig? I like Matt Lucas. Did you? I love his Boris Johnson impression at the beginning. Impression? Yeah, that was very good. Bake, bake cakes, but don't bake cakes. But if you're going to bake cakes, bake them in a tent. <laughs> don't go in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't miss. I don't miss Sandy. I don't. Oh, I like. See, I, I, I like QI, but it's like. Yeah. I, I watch QI um, less now than, uh, when Steven is not there anymore, but I still yeah. watch it. Yeah, same with us. We still go back to the old ones with Steven. Ah, Steven! Yeah. We love everything with Steven in. I'll watch it. Even Finn likes him. Uh, Luke? Uh, yeah, I saw... Let's see, where should I go next? I guess I saw one of the shows on the new sci-fi animation uh, block, which is kind of like uh, Cartoon Network's uh, Adult Swim, which I, I think you guys both enjoy some Adult Swim shows, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is similar to a degree, like, in the sensibility of, like, the cartoons. They're very weird and they're very adult. This one was called Wildlife, uh, Season 1, Episode 1. It's about a future where I think I'm pretty sure, like, a nuclear explosion happened or some kind of end times, because... All, it's about a zoo where all the animals have gotten radiation to the point where they can talk and they're like humans. But then the humans in this world are like gross, disgusting zombie beasts that have like two heads growing out of their like shoulders or something like that. Uh, and the wildlife are the people are like the, I guess, the alpha group now in the in the food chain. Um, and it's a cartoon. It's really adult themed overall what did i give this uh i'll give it a f six it was funny i'd recommend it uh tilly did you ever watch the uh, british version of utopia no okay me neither uh me neither <laughs> <laughs> there's an american version of utopia uh, uh, this week and it is fucking amazing. I don't understand everybody's fucking problem with this TV show. It's oh, you've heard people that hard. didn't like it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I liked like it. Everybody's... I liked it a lot. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. It's up. Uh, uh, did you I... finish it yet? I'm I'm three quarters of the way through. Yeah, I finished it. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, on... Um... Amazon uh, Prime. Amazon, yes. Yeah. Hey, cool, we have that. Uh, What's it about, yeah, no, from? It's, it's a very, very violent, cartoonish show about this uh, uh, cursed uh, comic book that everybody is very obsessed by, that everybody thinks can predict the future. And it's also about the deadly disease that everybody thinks is coming. 
and the end of the world and things like that. Uh, I give this a whooping eight and a half. Wow. Yeah, I would go. Well, I'm not done with it yet, but I'd still go eight and a half as well. Uh, maybe even a nine by the time I'm done with it. We'll yeah. see how the ending oh, is. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the one thing people kind of had a problem with this is that it came out now during the coronavirus, right. and they're talking a lot about world-ending pandemics in the show. So people maybe see it as insensitive, or maybe they just see it as, hey, I don't want to hear about that right now in my entertainment when I have to worry about it in my real life as well. Yeah, you want a bit of a distraction from things that are going on, not a reminder of how bad it could potentially get. And this is a huge reminder. <laughs> like, the whole time, they're reminding you. Yes, very much so. Uh, but yeah, it, it reminds me very much of a, an, um, another show that I think is better, uh, Hunter. Um, it's kind of, kind of like Hunter, uh, stylish-wise, I think. Uh, Tilly? Okay, Tilly? Um, I've been watching, starting to watch like lots of old stuff again. <laughs> other than the uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse that Finn makes me watch constantly. Which mm -hmm. is weird. Very bizarre. If you're ever bored, just stick an episode on. Um, we're still watching Red Dwarf every night. But I've started Dexter again. Because I clearly hate myself. <laughs> Dexter, season one to four is very good. Right. I yeah. liked the, the finale of it, but everybody else hated it. Yeah, I didn't like the finale. I liked the, the, the finale until the last ten minutes of it. Right. Or the last You know, on the boat, I liked that bit. thought that was brilliant, and then all of a sudden they ruined it. Right. It's a little like Lost. Lost is good until this last season of Lost. Or even, like, the last few episodes, yeah. Um, I saw a game show this week on Fox uh, called I Can See Your Voice. Anybody else see this? <laughs> yes. Was it, old? Was it a particular cold studio? Did Sorry. you see the voice? Oh, yeah, a cold studio. No, but that actually would make this uh, more literal and actually possibly make it a better show. Uh, Ken Jeong <laughs> is the host. Uh, it's a singing competition show where the, there's one contestant and there's a whole bunch of people who are either they're really good singer or they're a really bad singer. And at least in this one, the first round, they like lip sync, but it's either their real voice or a fake voice they're lip syncing to. And then the person has to decide who's the good singer and who's the bad singer. I hate the concept for the show. Uh... <laughs> They got a bunch of celebrities on here that um, say a bunch of crap that's like, they're just giving away the answers to the contestant, basically. Like, it would be funner if those celebrities weren't there to me, kind of. Um, overall, I hated the show. I'm going to give it a three. I did not hate this show, Tilly and Finn. I did not hate it. I, I thought it was funny. Uh, I am not going to give it a three. But I'm definitely not giving it anything harder than a five. But uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Uh, I don't agree that the celebrities helped him, especially in round one. They were wrong about many, many of the people on the panel. So, yeah, no, I liked it. I give it a five. I just felt like they could have done the information, the clues 
to the contestant in a different yeah. way than using these celebrities just for the celebrity. Sure. I mean, Nick Lachey was kind of the worst in this, uh, yes. but maybe yes. that's just yes. true yeah. about life. Surely he's not a celebrity anymore. Apparently he is. I mean, he was con- yeah, like, I would say they were treating him like the biggest celebrity on the show. Oh, bless. Uh, Luke uh, tortured me this week uh, without, well, he, he kind of uh, wanted to. Uh, I saw the world's funniest animals, uh, Tilly. <laughs> Tilly, doesn't that fa- sound like a funny show for you? It sounds like it should be, but I think I've seen some of the world's funniest series type things and they're always awful but but this is a new brand of awful uh not only have they uh, chosen a host uh, that they are only chosen because she has tits uh <laughs> but they have only also chosen a bunch of unknown comedians that are making half jokes about the clips we're watching and C and D celebrities from shows you never heard of. The most uh, most uh, known person that I have had on the show is Tom Arnold. Right. From Ro- Ro- Rosanne. They had a singer uh, on in one of the episodes doing jokes. So obviously, you know, how great singers what? are at jokes. Oh, yeah. Go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> and a and a, a reality show guy I have never heard of. Um, yeah, no, but this is the worst thing ever because it's not synced, and the jokes are bad. And when the the host is like talking to someone else on the show, you see that it's clearly recorded in different rooms, in different situations, with different lighting. Uh, the sound is horrible at some people. Uh, yeah, this is one of the worst shows I have ever sh- seen in my entire life. And it's about animals. Uh, clips. That's kind of good. Uh, yeah, no, I'm giving it a one. Uh, yeah, I, I gave it a... Yeah, I gave it a one. Yeah, I, I totally agreed with you. I saw it last week. Uh, yeah. It's just—it's awful. There's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's like it was put together by middle schoolers and edited together by them, at least. Uh, let's see, uh, Tilly, do you have anything else? Uh, not really. We've uh, been watching a lot of ghosts. That was the thing I was going to mention next because I saw season two of Ghosts this week. I watched all of it this week, actually. I mean, all of it yeah. meaning all six episodes, but. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? It is, it is so good. It was like on our top best shows last year, uh, for sure. Uh, best comedy. It Luke's num- yeah, it was Luke's number one show last year and my number four, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I found it a bit weird because I've been watching Call the Midwife. Right. The girl from Ghosts is in Call the Midwife. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, she, yeah. And there's a very, very tragic episode where, like, spoiler alert, everybody, if you want to watch Call the Midwife, skip past this by, like, a few seconds, where her character really tragically dies. All right, Finn. Um, 
and it was the first bit of telly since before having Finn that had made me cry when she died. And then the new series of Ghosts came on, like, the next day came on. <laughs> oh, really? really? Like, oh, Barbara! <laughs> 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 she just cried. <laughs> I'm getting shouted at by a two-year-old right now. Uh, another thing I saw, I saw Sneaker Heads on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You saw this, Ro? Nope. Oh, you didn't? Okay. It's, you know, uh, hype beasts, people who collect shoes, like, uh, they're really into Air Jordans or whatever, and they collect every Air Jordan, sneaker, like a sneaker yeah. head. Get it. It's a guy, about a... Some- uh, it's about a guy who used to be a sneakerhead, and he's grown up, and now he has a family... But then his friend shows up, who's King Batch. I don't know if you've seen this guy on Instagram. He's like the worst Instagram comedian ever. Uh, well, one of them. He uh, he shows up and gets him involved back in the sneaker game, or like reselling sneakers uh, to people. Uh, and the guy used to have a sneaker addiction, uh, supposedly. And so th- this is all about his old friend getting him back into his bad habits, I guess. Uh, overall, not a great show. I'll give it a four. It has redeeming qualities, but I didn't like it. Yeah, Luke told me, you're not going to like this show, so no, I did not watch it. <laughs> I don't think anybody that I know would... Re- I, I I don't know anybody that I'd recommend go watch this, but I'm sure somebody right. likes it. I mean, people like King Batch, so somebody's gotta like it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound like something for me. Uh, hey, look, uh, I asked you to send me a little list of reality shows that I should maybe look at. Uh, you sent me some suggestions out of that. I picked some uh, that I hadn't seen ever. I tried to see... Uh, well, I didn't try. I saw the first season of a, a, a show called Gypsy Sisters. Oh, yeah. uh, this is this yes! is not a good. Sh- what? I love Gypsy Sisters. It is. It is. It is. It reminds me of Girls, a bad, bad Girls Club, but yeah. even more trashy. <laughs> <laughs> it re- it reminds me of a trashy, trashy version of uh, Girls Club. Bad yes, Girls Club. Is- there was American yeah. Gypsy Wedding. And that's where they found these people. One of them was originally known for, at least the first time I saw her was on The Soup. Um, She was known for brushing her teeth with bleach to keep her teeth white. And they found her and they were like, let's make, let's give her her own show. And that's where Gypsy Sisters came from. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's terrible. And, but I love that kind of terrible. Uh, yeah, I'm I mean, going to give give it a six point five because I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, See, I really miss it. There needs to be more. Uh, yeah, it got cancelled because of the one, the youngest sister who was like the wild child or whatever. Uh, she had a big Blake. tiff with like her boyfriend and like I think their dog ended up getting killed in the scuffle and they were a, a, he was arrested for like animal abuse or something. And they cancelled the whole show after that. Yeah. But uh, Dylan, I have a recommendation for you later, so it's okay. Ooh. Okay, let's see. What else did I see? Magical Friendship Squad. This is another one of those sci-fi animation block uh, 
shows. Uh, this was about two women who are like superheroes, basically. It's it's not it's like grown up Powerpuff Girls kind of uh, is the best Ooh. way I could describe it. Um, it's all right. It's kind of it's going for like a political angle a little bit, but or social political angle. Uh, overall, the jokes were funny. I'm gonna give it a six point five. Adela, do you like Jersey Shore? Mm, I've never actually watched it. What about Jordy Shore? <laughs> Jordy Shore. Yeah. No, but I've become obsessed with one of the people that was on Jordy Shore, and I've watched everything else that she's done. So I think I'm probably going to end up watching it. Okay, Snooky, Snooky, and thanks. Yes. Well, you can watch Double Shot of Love. I really, really, really recommend you this. It's two seasons of it out now. What, what is it? Uh, what does that... Are you sure it's not it, a porn? It, it, <laughs> it is not a porn. Uh, uh, it's The Bachelor on Meth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, hey, what if two people that you shouldn't like is going to date women that you're not going to like? Uh... The reality show. That is, is this more or less. Two of the guys from Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the adverts for it, because since lockdown, I've got lots of different TV things. Like we've got Amazon Prime. Already had Netflix. Got rid of uh, the WWE Network and got Disney Plus. But I've also got yeah. Hey You through my now hey TV. Which oh, is what's that? All... It's um. Basically, all the trashy reality TV shows oh, okay. exist are on it. It's got all of Bad Girls Club and all oh. the extra on it. So I've, oh. I've seen. I think I might be up to date with that. Um, it's got Botched on it, so I've been watching a lot of Botched. Oh, which is, love Botched. Which go back to Dexter. After watching Botched, yes. I keep looking at Dokes' nose. <laughs> yeah, that's. that's Totally, and that is not his nose. I can't cope with it. That's I know. I know. I don't get what he noticed it before. <laughs> it's the same with me and uh, Toro, uh, uh, guy, documentary guy. Uh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, his nose has changed. It has? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Toro. Yeah, yeah. I haven't noticed. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I've just been watching his. He's got a new. Um, yeah, that's of... where. Yeah, that's where I've seen his nose. Look, look at at the flip uh, between uh, the nose. What do you call it? The nose holes. Uh, the flip on one side is hanging very long down. Huh. Okay. And it's not doing that on in any on other of his shows. So I wonder what has happened there. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Double Shot of Love, uh, Tilly, you should really watch it. But when you're done with Double Shot of Love, I'm going to say this in the same sentence. Then you can see see the most trashy reality show I've seen this week. Are you the one? Okay. So this is this is uh, this is actually The Bachelor, but everybody has gone through personality tests, and if they date the right person, they get extra money. But they don't know who they have 
the personality test to it. Right, I it heard about this. so fucking funny. And in this seven fucking seasons of it. Oh my god. You will love it. Eight seasons, sorry. Is it as bad as uh, Love is Blind? Uh, no. Okay. Right, you need to, you ha- have you seen Labor of Love, Tilly? <laughs> What's that one? Is that another? Oh it's a God, new reality show. It's oh. a new reality show that's based around the idea. It's it's The Bachelor at uh, where it except for the reason this woman wants to get married is that she wants to have a kid. So they're given tasks uh, like a sperm donation, and then the person who has the highest sperm count wins the challenge. That's one oh of the. Oh god! Yeah, and it... guess guess what? To like Max Stryker is one of the. Guys oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, Matt Stryker from the WWE is one of the contestants in the show to be to have her yep. kid. Yep. Good god. Yep. And yeah. Like the clever name, then, Labor of Love. Right, that's, yeah, exactly what it's about. And it's just as bad as you think it is. <laughs> no, it's worse. Okay, uh... Or the concept or something. <laughs> the concept. Jump straight to the labor. You don't need him for that. <laughs> I think that was the idea. She had already saved her eggs or whatever, because she was yeah. getting older. Uh, and that if the show didn't work out, she was just gonna ha- uh, either adopt or or get a- have her kid. Anyways, was the idea. So, yeah, more look. I don't know. That was it for TV this week. Okay, I have two more. Little Mix, The Search. Uh, the two first episodes are out. Uh, Little Mix are uh, trying to find a band. Kelly, uh, have you seen this? I've seen it, um, I've not watched it, but I've seen that it exists. Right, okay. But uh, I have also seen something very British, because it is called The Shipman uh, Files, a very British crime story. As in Harold Shipman? Yes. Everybody's favourite doctor. I knew nothing about him. This is one of the most, yes. This oh is one God. of the most interesting documentaries I have seen in uh, in years. I give yeah, this. Doc- yeah. It's about his he his his uh, victims instead of like the all the shit he did. But yeah, no, I'm yeah. giving this a nine. It is really really good. I knew nothing about this. I can't. But I think. He got less press than he would have done if he'd have been killing young people. Right. But he, it, it was still a very big deal. I remember when it was all over the news. Because there's not been that... In the UK, there's not that many serial killers. And especially not in my lifetime. And he, he was right. one, definitely one. And, yeah. The, the British humour. There's, there's still jokes about him now. I don't think they'll ever stop. Another thing we saw, Woke Episode 3, um, yeah. it was a show. It was better than last episode. I think it was better than both last episodes, because stuff yeah. actually happened this time, where the first episode was really just telling us who the characters were, the second episode was kind of just setting up storyline mm-hmm. to let us know what's going to happen in the season, 
And this time things actually happened. Uh, it's called Giggy Smalls, is the name of the episode. Being woke doesn't pay the p- bills. It also doesn't save you from awkward small talk at parties thrown by w- rich white ladies. Right, that was kind of the funniest part. He's he's working like oh, as an so Uber funny. driver to like supplement his income because he lost his job in the last episode um, to try to pay his rent. Uh, and this rich white lady says, I'll pay you $400 uh, to, just to come to my party. And when he gets mm-hmm. there, he realizes, oh, she just wants me to be here so that they have this token black guy at their party. Right. He was the most token, token black guy after South Park. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really, really, really like this episode. Uh, up to 6.5, actually. Yeah, I agree. I'd actually even go a seven, uh, with, just because yeah. of the comparativeness to the last two episodes. Uh, yeah, some really funny jokes in this one. Uh, I don't know if you'd like this. It's on what Netflix? No, Ooh. Hulu. It's a Hulu show. If you have that, Tilly, I don't know if you do or not. The only one I don't have. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you could find it somewhere eventually. Like. It's it's kind of middle of the road so far. It's not super great, but it's not bad either. It's, it's not tough as nails. Right, exactly. That. Well, uh, when you have downloaded this episode, you will see a new image. Uh, because we have a uh, five years anniversary, uh, I got uh, in contact with a professional designer, and uh, we made a a uh, very new and slick logo for the show uh, that will you find on everything that uh, we are on. Uh, like uh, you'll find it on uh, on our podcast uh, page on SoundCloud. You will find it on Facebook. You will find us on our Twitter. It's very very nice. It's very very cool. Thank you so much, Kay, and thank you so much for working with me. It is one of the greatest things that I have paid for in my entire life, actually. Uh, And the reason why we're doing that is because uh, we wanted a little change. I mean, we have had the same fucking logo for five years, and uh, yeah, sometimes we get to renew ourselves, and this is an opportunity. So... We are now going to look a little back in history. Uh, I'm going to be sippy and uh, talk about how much I, I love this show. Uh, let's do worst episodes first, I guess. Uh, okay. For once. Uh, I had a hard time ordering I? these, like, one to five, so I'm just going to... I didn't. Kind of do it at random, yeah. Cool. I so, do you have this? <laughs> And I couldn't think of any of the worst ones. Okay. Okay. I mean, both lists were hard for me, but I I ended up just finding the main topics uh, in each show and kind of going, oh, did that topic work or did that topic not work? And then they ended up in either my worst or best. uh, Because it's really hard to remember everything that happened in a show, but I definitely remember when a main topic went horribly, horribly wrong. So we're doing worst first. That's the idea? Yep. Why, don't you, why don't you open it up there, Fro? Uh, my number five is uh, show uh, 125. It's called Fro Pushes Last Week to Transylvania. That show 
I don't know what it is with me with that show, but I was not there. I I I was not. Uh, I forget everything. Uh, it's called throw pushes last week to check for me now because I, every time uh, I reference something, it is from last week's show. And I, it's one of the shows that Luke has been most irritated at me uh, from. Uh, I remember that as one of the worst shows we have ever had. So I don't remember this at all. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So that's my number five. Uh, my number five. I'm gonna go um, eight. It was eight eighty-five. Episode eighty-five. I don't. I didn't put down any of the titles, but uh, we covered Backlash that year, uh, and we did another Digital Citizens Best Breakfast Cereal Ever tournament with a friend oh, of yeah. Froze at the time, uh, and we did not coordinate well as to how the tournament was going to work, and so we all had because we're all from different countries, we didn't realize. Wait a second, some of us aren't going to know what these cereals even are, right? And so the whole tournament was kind of screwed up. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, episode four... Oh, no, Tilly. Uh, Tilly, oh, I... Tilly. You didn't have any worst. Right. Right. Okay, continue, sorry. Uh, my number four is episode uh, 57. It's MK Ultra with Wings. And the reason why that that is my worst show is because I am on it for approximately 20 minutes. It is the show after the election. The last election, I was, yeah. Yeah, I was so dead tired that you started without me and I come in and I sound like a zombie. I sound like... I, I don't even think you were I'm in not... 20 minutes. I want to say you were in like 7, 10, something like that, yeah. Right. I go, hello, did you call me? Okay, are we having a show? It looks like, go back to bed. And I, and, and, and I go, are you sure? I it's <laughs> an episode of the podcast. Like, that, that was me. I was dead. Dead. Yeah, I remember that show for sure. Uh, we did some really interesting... Oh, we did Polybius at the time, which is that crazy video mm. game. That was that episode. Oh. Uh, the crazy video game that, like, brainwashed people. Uh, I remember that episode very clearly. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go episode 53, going way back. Uh, WWE Scooby-Doo movie review we did on this one. Uh, we were doing movie reviews more and more at that time. Uh, and that one was the one that made at least me realize, for main topics movie reviews do not work because that was a horrible segment and we we covered it but it was just really not funny not entertaining to listen to a lot of people had already done the movie so it was just mm -hmm. like we were rehashing a lot of things other people had said uh, what else did we do uh, girl on a train on the train was the another digital review and westworld episode two uh we talked about on that that episode my number three, uh, see if you find the red threads through all these uh, shows, shows that's the uh, worst, by the way. Um, uh, my number three is episode 26, If It Doesn't Fit, You Blame Gremlins. That is the show that we have had the most 
problems with. Uh, like, Luke had to entirely redo the whole fucking show. We had so many gremlins to in that show that it was impossible to record. I remember it as one of the worst episodes ever because, yeah, like I said, there was many, many, many gremlins on that episode. So that's my episode number three. Right, I had to split up all the audio and manually like readjust every oh. volume, and it was it was nuts. We had to re-record. I was trying to find that episode, and I couldn't figure out which one it was. But Gremlins, yeah, yeah. I should have that, that yeah. should have done it for me. Let's see, where are we on number three? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go 175, uh, episode 175. This we did. Another Digital Citizen's favorite country to visit ever tournament. Um, we did Manifest Episode 15. I just remember uh, that tournament not being very entertaining. That's what I remember about it. Uh, my number two is Episode 10. That's fucking back in the time. And it's CarCast. Um... If you remember this episode, look, I this do. Is the episode where, where you get out of electricity and have to drive to a gas station to record the rest of the show. I was just about to ask what episode that was because I really yep. remember that. It was one of the most stressful episodes we have ever had in my entire life, and it was so early uh, on too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I totally remember that. I, I'm sure Tilly remembers that. I mean, how would I'm gonna forget that when I did it in a car, like sitting in the car, and then after I got done recording, uh, my battery, like I had used the battery to keep the phone charged, yeah. but didn't have the car on because that would have showed up. So then I had to wait like ten minutes for the car to get enough charge back so I could start it. I totally remember. I thought I wasn't gonna be able to get home after the podcast. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> Um, my number two, I'm going to go episode 84, uh, we were all on this show, uh, we did Google Feud, Fro. Oh my god, that didn't work at all. Well, at the time, it was like a popular thing on YouTube that a lot of people were doing, and we were like, hey, this kind of would be fun to do together, but as a... Google Feud is not necessarily visual, but the way we did it, it made no sense to the people who were listening to it, I'm guessing. Right. And it just didn't come out as, like, a good main topic whatsoever. Do you remember this, Tilly? Google Feud? I don't. What what was it? Google Feud was, like, a thing where, like, you had to... uh, It would come up with, oh, this is uh, the the sentence that Google comes up with when you put in a word. Uh, What's the next word in in the sentence that Google comes up with, uh, and then you we had to pick out which word it was. That just, it did not work as a, uh, as a topic. Yeah. My number one episode uh, is episode 173, Dianetic Literacy Classes. Uh, mm-hmm. This is uh, the show after SummerSlam, Three days after uh, Luke's computer broke, and we were not sure that we were going to even have a fucking show. 
it is. I was so stressed that week. I re I remember uh, that I I I almost cried myself to sleep. That Sunday, you and me were watching Royal Rumble, and you said you told me I don't have a computer. I don't know what to do. I don't know. We created a Discord and got it recorded, and I had to uh, edit it. Yeah, so my number one is uh, episode 173. That is one of the most stressful episodes ever. That was definitely the most stressful. I mean, the week of the show. It ended up oh. pretty much all working out. Uh, it took oh, yeah. a couple of weeks to get everything... I mean, it inevitably going to happen again someday. Uh, my number one, I'm going to go... Episode 67, this is when we did, we were all on this show as well, the th three YouTube video segment. Uh, <laughs> we, I, I was like, hey, let's do a segment where we each get together a few YouTube videos and we'll watch them. Uh, and it just did, like, the thing that we should have done is, like, had it be one specific kind of video, like pick specifically a funny comedy video or something like that but we were all doing totally different concepts of what we thought like was the youtube video we wanted each other to see and it was all over the place and didn't make any sense it was the worst segment we've probably ever done i agree okay <laughs> best shows do you have here someone to look? i i have one but i don't know what number it was or what we called it okay. can you remember when i got um itch from the king blues to come on and do a song for us oh yeah oh, yeah that and was really marked out yeah. <laughs> hung up i know that bit wasn't recorded but that it was it was was we it, did record no. it. Yeah, yeah he was on the show and we recorded uh, yeah. him singing but then after he went we had a little break, and I went. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah right, right. No, that was recording. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> but I was just so happy and so excited. That's that's definitely my my highlight, my best one. Okay. Uh, uh I guess I'll go first on this one. Uh, episode mm -hmm. thirty-eight. I'm gonna go for my number five. Uh, this one we did. The template org, uh, which was. A religion I found watching Big Brother UK. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. Yep, I do. Tilly? No. I was watching Big Brother UK and there was this girl on there who was twins. Yeah. She had a twin. Th yeah. There were twins on Big Brother that year. And the one twin was super into this religion and she talked about it all the time. And I was like, we got to find out oh, what this yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, and we found the template org. And that kind of led us on a path of finding a lot of other crazy, weird religions yep. that kind of fed into the same kind of ideas that this one did. Uh, my number five is episode 20, and not as bad as Fastlane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Tilly laughs out of that still, because it is a so funny episode. And it is the first episode I did the woohoos. Uh so that is kind of funny. Uh, I thought it was the episode to the 10, to be honest. Uh, but it is episode uh, 20. Uh, but we also do the Oscar bet and uh, also the uh, uh, Raspberry bet for the first time. 
So that's episode 20. So that would have been me finding out what the raspberries were then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, episode 152, uh, we did the Total, po- Total Warriors podcast review show from. Mm-hmm. This was a great show. We did Castle Rock episode 8 as well. Uh, this was just a great episode. Uh, I So much fun listening to the podcast and then making fun of it. Uh, I think we should probably, when I think about it, do a podcast review again of something we, oh, we yeah. found that's weird. I know that like tons of people, like politicians now, are making podcasts. So maybe we, we should look we into something to, like that. Yeah, We need to do that again. Uh, no, my number four is uh, episode one, actually. The Skittle King. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is... Uh, it is maybe not the best episode we have ever recorded, but for me it is one of the most important ones. Uh, I mean, it's our first episode where we explain how it all started and how the other... Uh, thing didn't work, and mm-hmm. I'm ve- I, I'm very proud of episode one because we sound like we have done it sixty thousand times before, and I have to say, especially Tilla surprised me in that episode. She was a pro from episode one, and that was the f- her second time on a Skype call. So, so yeah, I was so nervous. I was petrified, <laughs> which is weird now thinking back. But I was yeah. levels were through the roof. Yeah, the first bunch of episodes, I I definitely I like would not sleep good the day before because it was just nerves and yeah, totally. I was mm-hmm. I think I was the same way for a while, and then it's gotten a little better, but not a hundred percent. Sometimes, especially when we do an interview, when we had the interview recently with Von Galt, I did not sleep good the night before that because it's like you know you're going into a almost confrontational yeah. situation, uh, which I guess, you know, that, that's coming up in a second, but episode 39 was going to be my next one. We're on number three, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, episode 39 was main topic, Tilly and Luke review Hotel Caesar. I love this topic. Um, <laughs> and the concept of me and Tilly watching a Norwegian show and neither of us yeah. understood what was going on, and then we tried to review it. You remember this, Tilly? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I remember this. The whole lot of what? Yeah. What? Is it? <laughs> Is that a man? <laughs> What's that? A fire? <laughs> that was a really yeah. fun episode. Yeah, that was my number three. Uh, my number three is uh, sheet sheet. Uh, I had to sheet for this because it is it's more or less the same fucking story. Uh, so it's uh, episode 169, Vultures on a Tricycle, and episode 175, Diamonds of Hope, the Dark Side of Luxembourg. So what happened? <laughs> what happened? Making an extremely long story uh, short, you'll need to listen to those episodes in that order: first 169, and then 175. So we watched a movie uh, about uh, some vultures. What was it called? Vultures of death. Vulture of something. Vultures of horror. I think. Vultures of horror. Yes. 
and we reviewed it, and we got in contact with the man that uh, uh, directed it, and we talked to him, and things like that. And six episodes later, I got hacked by him. And, yeah, you can hear about my hacking story with the same man. Right. So, I, that is one of the most funniest stories we have ever heard. And even to this day, we still sometimes will get friend requests that don't get accepted on Facebook for our group. <laughs> even though our group's yeah. totally open, it won't allow it because it's clearly like somebody uh, from that area trying to g- get into our group. Uh, they're pretty persistent, to be honest. Where are we at? Number two? Um, yeah. I'm going to go 100, episode 129. Uh, main topic was Ian the Trump voter interv- interview. Uh, oh, that was so good. This was the, we found, I think Fro found this guy, Ian, or somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you, he was another Facebook, Facebook, right? He found our group and you started talking to right. him and he had his own kind of podcast thing that he was doing, but he was very Trump focused and uh, kind of Alex Jones level right wing. Oh, definitely. And we sat down and had a conversation with him to figure out wh- what he actually thought and it was a very civil uh, conversation. Uh, episode 129, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that. My number two is uh, episode 158, three-year uh, super experiment showdown. Uh, that is the episode we worked the hardest on. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say that. Because we, we, we recorded on four different days. No, or was it five? I want to say it was six. I think we only did one day where we didn't record, yeah. Right. And I'm I'm super proud of what came out of that. That is actually one of our best episodes. It's like we worked hard on it. It came out great and it actually worked. Yeah, it was a weird concept that I'll never do again because of how much work it was. Never. <laughs> Never, ever again. (laughs) Uh, My number one, I'm going to go episode 146. Uh, This was Fentanyl Lace Flyers Conspiracy episode. uh, Which Jeremy gave us the idea for. uh, And we, we, like, it started as a thing that was like, okay, can this even be a main topic? Is there enough to talk about Mm -hmm. here? Uh... We have oh, somebody. We have we have somebody coming to us saying, "Hey, we w- I want you to cover this," and we ended up looking into it deeper and deeper to the point that, like, I almost think we broke the news that it was all bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we did. We totally broke it. Uh, it was many, many, many weeks after, uh, uh, like, normal media broke that it was bullshit. Right. Exactly. And so I'm super proud of that one. So that's my number one. My number one is uh, a one that you have uh, noticed before, and I also have it, but for a different reason, funny enough. Uh, my uh, number one is episode 162, Total uh, Dina and the Fake Punch Paradox. That is my number one. Um, ooh. <clears throat> uh, both me and Luke... Uh, there was a Me Too uh, case in this episode, and and that's this why it's called a uh, fake 
punch paradox that really gripped both me and Luke. Do you remember I, this, I, Tilly? Uh, the Big Brother fake punch incident that like swept the nation with Roxanne. Yeah, yeah Roxanne that, uh, uh, accused the guy of getting punched. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she just ended up getting piled on by the media and everybody else after she got out of the house, if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. I forgot that that was that episode, but yeah, that yeah, that was a really good episode. And it was the end of the, the Me Too movement. But what I'm maybe most proud of is that I that was the first time I told my Me Too movement uh, story and uh, it was very hard for me uh, and I I, I listened to this podcast last week uh, I sent it to to my girl and and yeah she said it, it's one of the best episodes we have ever done so yeah I'm very happy that it's both both of, of our lists for total different reasons right I I you completely like- forgot about that whole scandal but yeah we yeah. we were like at the time, we kind of... Were, I was really paying attention to Big Brother UK at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, it doesn't exist anymore. But I was really into it, and that happened, and we were just like, this is something we really have to talk about on the show. And we ended up going mm-hmm. way farther, talking about our own experiences and everything else after that. So, yeah. I agree. Great episode. Movie news! Evil Knievel Sun is suing Disney over... Toy Story 4 character. Why is this, Luke? Uh, I guess it's a character named Duke Kaboom. A federal trademark infringement lawsuit filed in Las Vegas accuses the movie company of improperly basing the new character in last year's Toy Story 4 on on Knievel, whose famous stunts included motorcycle jumps over Caesar's Palace and a row of buses at Wembley Stadium. Uh, So yeah, the son of evil Knievel, head of K&K has publicity rights over Evil Knievel's name since 1998. So he's suing Walt Disney Company uh, for that. Cool. Oh my gosh. This is a... I think Walt Disney needs to uh, re-hire somebody else for their corporate spokesman because it says the Walt Disney in a statement from corporate spokesman Jeffrey Epstein. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh no <laughs> it doesn't it does say that <laughs> oh no hey, hey. Oh, my he was... what are you saying? he's not that he's, he's working for Disney he's a corporate spokesman for Disney apparently <laughs> <laughs> what bad okay. luck at having your job your job is a corporate spokesman and that happened you happen to be named Jeffrey Epstein and then everything happened you would be like fuck I'm, I'm ruined <laughs> change name. it doesn't cost much to change your name uh, all the adults, uh, I'm pretty sure they, they didn't say that right in the article they did put in the middle initial to try to like signify that it's not that Jeffrey Epstein but <laughs> I left that out because it was funnier <laughs> Uh, have you seen the movie this week, Luke? I saw Underwater this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, horror movie. I recommended you this. Yeah, sci-fi horror movie about um, a base in the 
Mariana Trench, I think. So like in the future, we've yeah. set up bases underwater to study things. And it's a very advanced underwater base. And, uh, you know, a mo- it, it gets attacked by kind of monster things. So kind of monster sci-fi underwater thriller. Uh, aliens. It's yeah, aliens I mean, underwater. Yeah, totally aliens under aliens. The movie underwater. Uh, it's good, but it's pretty standard horror movie. Overall, I give it a six point five. It's good, but it's not like uh, anything super special. But it's still really fun, oh. super entertaining. If you just want to okay. kill a couple hours, it's worth watching. I really it recommend. D Lab twenty twenty one. It it's Sorry? it's the horror version of C Lab twenty twenty one. Yeah. I don't think I have ever heard of C-Lab. Yeah, there's a cartoon from Adult Swim. Yeah. Nope. It was a kid's Mm -hmm. cartoon. And then they... Did they redo it all, or did they just change the voiceovers? I think some of it, they, like, reanimated the the mouth. But a lot of it is just reused footage from, like, a cartoon from the 60s or the 50s or something. And then they redid the voices to make it a comedy Adult Swim-style show. Uh, there was three or four seasons, I want to say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. But it's, it's a bit uh, like Archer. Along those uh, I think it's a little more uh, random. Is a, The humor is a little more random than Archer. I mean, there's this one episode that the whole episode is just about a guy who gets caught underneath a vending machine. So. That's exactly what I was thinking of. He <laughs> <laughs> gets, like, stung by a scorpion. Right, and, yeah, the whole thing's just totally nuts, especially that episode. But there's all these episodes that are totally crazy. I haven't seen that show in a while. It's probably worth re-watching. Fro, <laughs> have you seen a movie? Uh, yeah, I I did see a, a movie. Uh, I it wasn't really good. Uh, I I saw a Netflix movie. I'm not stalling because I'm trying to find it or anything. <laughs> uh, it's called American Murder, Murder in the Neighborhood. It's a documentary. Uh, it's very murder porn. Okay. Uh, is, so, so you will probably like this. Uh, it is, it is very murder porn. Uh, it's about this guy that probably killed his wife. Uh, yeah, and uh, I did not really like it. It was very uh, discovery investigating a documentary. Uh, I give it a. Five point five. Okay. Uh, you said guy who probably killed his wife. Well, he, I I don't want to I I don't want to destroy the movie for everybody that's watching. But is there a conclusion at the end where they actually yes. know what happened? Yes. Okay. Yes. Eat it. Yeah. Oh, you know when you invest for like two hours or an hour and a half into this no, thing no. and you're like right yeah. But I think this happened, then you get to the end, like, nobody knows what happened. Well, I some, could have just not watched it. <laughs> some, somebody got guilty. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not the husband. It was never and the I, husband. Yeah, and I definitely didn't know that from the fucking start of the movie. <laughs> they like that staircase one. 
Yes, the Jinx. Yeah. Okay, Tilly, so, have, you, have you seen a movie? I have seen. I actually have seen movies. Okay, I've seen some. I know. Oh, it's not Tilly. <laughs> Other than random things on Disney Plus, trying to get Finn away from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which doesn't work. We got about twenty minutes into Disney's Cars because he's got a Cars lunchbox, and I was like, "Let's find out who these people are." Right. We know this is Finn, but no, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Um, I watched Enola Holmes on Netflix. Mm. Right. I mean, for Strange. also, I did that too. Yeah. Me and Luke saw it together. And I must have just known. Because I don't tend to watch films on Netflix. I stick series on. So I must have psychically known that you guys were going to be watching it. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just came up, like, we randomly decided right after the show last week, hey, let's watch that on Saturday or whenever we watch it. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, yeah. What did you think, Tilly? I really liked it. But yeah. I thought it should have been a series rather than a film and they rushed it a bit at the end to sort of try and tidy everything up if you know what I mean okay the whole thing's about um what about it did you like because I, I I'm going to be very honest I found this incredibly boring and trite ah oh. I think I just I I really liked the character like Enola's character. Right, okay. I liked how Sherlockian she was. Because um, I've been watching Sherlock, we've been re-watching Sherlock, the TV series with Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. Been mm-hmm. re-watching. And I just thought, like, oh, like this should have... This should have been a character in that. <laughs> he could have been... She could have been... The, rather than... How they... <laughs> Sorry. It's called the Sorry. mute button, bro. <laughs> Sorry. I was I was desperately looking for it too. That was, that's the funny thing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, and I thought I didn't get why Helena Bonham Carter was in it. Barely in it. I didn't it. think she needed Yeah, yeah but I didn't yeah. think she it to be her. That's one of the things I I would say I kind of felt this was middle of the road. I was going to give this a 5.5 as a movie or maybe a 6. I didn't feel invested in the Helen Bonham Carter character because the whole time you're giving these flashbacks that you're supposed to like, oh, look, I care about this person. But at no point did we ever get who this person is because everything's shown in a flashback. We don't know basically the whole movie whether she's a good person or a bad person, so I was never invested in the character, so I didn't really care whether or not her daughter met back up with her, right? Because I didn't care in that about that character. Uh, I mean, some of the action scenes I really enjoyed. Um, the fight choreography stuff was pretty good. Uh, cinematography, very fun and, you know, uh, yeah, interesting, I guess. It kept to the time period. I didn't 100% like her breaking the fourth wall. I didn't think that was needed, her talking to the camera all the time. No. What do you think about that, Tilly? I quite quite liked that. I like the bit where she's in the uh, water, where she's fighting that guy. But I've always quite liked the breaking the fourth wall thing. I just didn't think it worked in this movie, I guess. They did it too much, yeah. It, and, and I felt like they did it too much. It, I didn't fit in. 
Right. And um, you go into it, and uh, at least I went into it going, it's going to be kind of a Sherlock Holmes thing. And it felt a little Sherlock Holmesy, but Sherlock Holmes in this came off like he, the biggest asshole, didn't he? Right. Yeah. Well, second to Mycroft, but but then he is. Like the way, the, even in the originals, he is a massive asshole. Yeah, yeah I guess that's sure. true. Um, and then the other thing is, you have to know a lot about what seventeen hundreds British politics to know what's going on in this movie right. for some reason. Which I don't know. Maybe yeah. you're more familiar with that than us, Tilly. <laughs> that, but we were having a hard time following when they're talking about all these laws that they're trying to in, uh, help out with or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, a lot of it was to do with uh, women getting the vote. See, okay, because I looked up the law that they were talking about, and nowhere in the Wikipedia article I read about it did it say anything about the women's right to vote. It was the precursor to it. Cause oh, it the, okay. Because not everybody could vote. It was only, you know, lords. Um, right. I mean, the thing that they, they were talking about in this was specifically about how the Tories didn't want to... Uh, give things back to the people because uh, the French Revolution had just happened and they were afraid the people would revolt against them just as the French did, but then the people ended up making this law and I guess that was the precursor to the women's right to vote? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. sort of. It was, it, yeah, it was the, the demand for change and for everybody to get a say rather than just the the landowners. It just uh, felt a little bit like you had to have gone to British boarding school to understand certain plot points in this movie. (laughs) It is, it is stuff that's covered in the British curriculum, but not, it's early on. Right. Okay. By the time we understand things properly, it's all about world war one and two. Yeah. We do everything before that in primary school, we're learning about Henry the eighth chopping people's heads off. Maybe that's why we're I I didn't like it as much as Luke did. Even I gave it a five. I I thought it was very middle of the road. I agree that the the filming of it was it was very beautiful cinema and cinematography and things like that. But uh, my main problem was that I did not give two single fucks about like what was going on, and it was very very boring. Like that's that's maybe my biggest problem with it. All right, did you give it a score, Tilly, out of ten? I didn't, but I can. I'd probably give it a probably a seven because I I did enjoy yeah. it more than I would. It came into me when I was halfway through it, and I was like, "This is surprisingly enjoyable." I wasn't sort of riveted to it, but I didn't want to turn it off. That's kind of funny because I said five. Luke said six, and you said seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did it rather than all tried to... Because it was like the the main part of the movie was maybe an episode. I could two. see how this yeah. could be cut easily into a TV show. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, I don't and just the little, the end bit was just a bit too... Yeah, yeah. Like, what? How did... Okay, I don't want to spoil things and stuff, but right. it was just very like, well, that was clearly just done just to wrap up that bit of the story because you thought about the rest of the story too much. And, oh, shit, yeah. I, we need to, we need to, 
We need to wrap up I the actual have... point of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a strange feeling it's going to be better what me and Luke are going to watch this weekend. Uh, but uh, that's not the topic. Uh, let's go into the audio trailer for Misbehavior. Last year, a hundred million people tuned in live to Miss World. More viewers than for the moon landings or the World Cup final. Kira Knightley. Mm, I like her. You and your sisters used to love playing this world. We also like to eat our own snot. We really <laughs> believe beauty isn't skin deep. The girls also have charm, grace. 1970s Miss Simpsons. World competition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Miss World rehearsals are underway. I'm the first. It's based on a true story. I'm the first Miss Grenada. The first black Miss World? Is that what it's about? Probably. It seems like so far. (laughs) They're turning oppression into spectacle. Let's make a spectacle of our own. We'd infiltrate the theatre. Oh, they're gonna. Been smoking and watching. They're gonna attack the competition. There will be little girls who might start to believe they have a place in the world. We're black. We're not going to be Miss World. You don't own me. I don't want you to think I'm some kind of brute that doesn't consider the feelings of... Oh, what's that guy's name? I know. I've seen him in a million things. Yeah. He's a good actor. Yeah. I don't remember, though. Ooh, a lot of good actors. Tonight may be the start of something, Bob. Oh, Greg Kinnear. There we go. This competition makes us compete with each other and makes the world narrower for all of us in the end. Women's liberation movement. have to earn her place in the world by looking a particular way. There's a lot of politics going on in this movie. A lot of different kinds of things. Okay. So, Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Right, misbehavior. Uh... Stalling, stalling. A group of women, part of the women's liberation movement, create a plan in order to disrupt a 1970s Miss World Beauty competition in London. Uh, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 81% of Google users like the movie. Yeah, Google users did like this movie. Uh, Misbehavior is a British comedy drama film with focus on the events of the 1970s Miss World competition, which I uh, saw the crowning of the first black competitor and protest by some women right activists. I thought uh, I totally enjoyed films based on real life incidents, and this is one. Four stars. I got uh, one from five, the. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, come on. One from the Facebook. Uh... Noreen Side says, excellent movie, superb acting, uh, totally recommend misbehavior. Uh, then uh, someone gave it one star and said, utter trash. Uh, please don't be fooled by the reviews. It's not uh, funny, at least. Decent message, but not worth watching in the cinema. All right, I, I, only one other one I found was a positive one, so let's just move on from there. Uh, what else is coming out, what came out last weekend? Uh, Kajillionaire. 
Two con artists have spent 26 years in training their only daughter to swindle, scam, and steal at every turn. During a desperate and hastily conceived heist, they charm a stranger into joining them, only to have their entire world turned upside down. 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% of Google users liked it. It's got Evan Rachel Wood uh, in it. Uh, Gina Rodriguez, directed by Miranda July. Alex uh, 40... No, sorry. Alex 2048. A terminal ill man uh, to uh, secure uh, the fa- future of a family in a world where toxicity of the sun forces people to stay inside during tight uh, daytime. Uh, this has 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 47% on Rotten Tomatoes, 61% on Metacritic, 66% of Google users liked it. It has James Darkey, Jay Hayden, Delroy, Lindo, and Annie Broadster in it. All my favorites. Never heard of any of those people. Uh, Ava, an assassin becomes marked for death by her own black ops organization after questioning orders and breaking protocols. A 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not great there. 75% of Google users liked it. Uh, starring Jessica Ch- uh, Chastain, uh, Colin Farrell, Ooh. Gina Davis. Uh, nice. Directed by Tate Taylor. Oh, Tate Taylor. Oh, I think that's the man, yeah. Isn't that uh, the same guy that made uh, 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 the John Wick movies? One of them, uh, I think. Maybe. Uh, shortcut. Uh, a mysterious creature terrorizes five teenage friends after their bus takes a shortcut on a desolate road in the wild. Yes, this is going to be good for small kids to watch. Uh, five points, eight out of ten. Line B, forty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 26% on Metacritics, 46% like this user uh, movie uh, has nobody you'd know who is in it. Uh, and the last one, art- the artist's wife. Uh, the wife of a famous artist tries to contact his estranged family before his dementia, dementia worsens. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 61% on Rotten Tomatoes, 53% on Metacritic, no Google user score yet. Uh, starring nobody really, Lena Olin, and directed by Tom Dolby. So there you go. Yeah, Lena Olin. She's good. She's good in Swedish. Uh, coming, uh, uh, pluggy plug, uh, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. There you can get children books about... Uh, how to control kids when they just want to see <laughs> Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and wouldn't go. Don't put their clothes back on. Yeah. How to get your clothes on. Maybe that should be a children's book. <laughs> it might probably be one, to be honest. Uh, coming next week, News of the Week, uh, Woke episode. Four, I guess. Uh, another digital review of A Call to Spy, whatever that means. Uh, and main topic, Ayahuasca, which we were going to cover a few weeks ago, but ended up doing, what? Fall TV reviews, so we're going to do it this week. Right. 
And we're we also going. Yes, we're going to do ayahuasca on the show. While we're doing the show, yeah. Yes. Just vomiting <laughs> all over the place as we do <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> Most interesting episode ever. Right, halfway through uh, it, I'm like, the panther's here, I gotta go, Fro. I've gotta follow the panther into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear, like, me in the background, going like, Bleh. <laughs> and It will be amazing. Hey, I found a channel... Uh, called the Try Channel, and it's just Irish people trying things. Oh yeah, I watched that. Uh, oh, they, it's so I've been funny. watching it. I've been, they used to be called the Facts Channel, like, and then I think they lost the rights to the channel or something, uh, and they moved okay. over to the Try Channel. It's all the same people. So if you want to see videos from like with all the same people, basically uh, about the exact same stuff, but from years ago, look up the Facts Channel with a period fro, and you'll find that. Uh, yeah, I love those guys. I think what? they're hilarious. So funny. Have you ever seen this, Tilly? The Tri Channel. No. It's basically no. just like they put two Irish people behind a table and have them try things. So it could be like booze. It could be food. It could be anything really. There's a lot of booze. A lot of booze. Yeah. They drink a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> it is a bunch of Irish people though, so. I'm Irish, and I know we drink a lot. And it's like, it's comments like, ah, this really tastes like shit. And it's like, oh, I love it. Uh, have you seen anything on YouTube lately, Tilla? Mm, not really. The only YouTube things we watch are things for Finn. So we've, he's been learning to count in Russian and Arabic. Oh, and French. Of course, uh, you need to learn him to count in Norwegian. Well, send me a link to a kindergarten-type video, and I bet he sits watching it. Okay, he's obsessed. Cool. He's, he's not even two and a half yet, and he is... He, I think he was Japanese the other day, and he was saying yeah. along with it, counting oh, cool. to 50. He's going to be... A, wow. Is he going to get into K-pop soon as well? <laughs> have you showed him k-pop uh, at all no nah. okay <laughs> no i haven't <laughs> what about you Luke? uh let's see youtube i mean i mean the big thing obviously was everybody's on youtube because i follow a lot of like political commentators so everybody t this morning is talking about the debate obviously uh right anything really big happened on youtube this week not that i can think of really uh, nothing crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing right now, though, U.S. intelligence sources discussed poisoning Julian Assange. Uh, extradition hearing is told. Spy operation in Ecuador and embassy included plot to kidnap his baby... Oh, to take his baby's nappy. Okay. They were going to steal his baby's diaper to try to get DNA information on him. Cool. God. Uh, among us is that? Is very oh yeah, sorry. Oh yeah. No, come on. Is the Julian Assange big news there in London, in England? I mean, you said you haven't been watching the news very much, but not anymore. I don't think I've not seen. Nothing's come up. Nobody's sharing links on Facebook. Right. From okay. Newspaper. Yeah, uh, the, the trial is going on right now, so I wonder if they're talking about it or not. In America, it's basically like. 
uh, Voldemort saying uh, his Assange's name on the news, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, almost as bad. Uh, but yeah, Among Us is very popular for some reason. Everybody's streaming that and playing that on YouTube. Everybody. Things like that. Uh, but uh, Laugh Over Life have made a sketch called Among Us, but it's a reality show. And it is actually quite funny. I really, really recommend that. Uh, I'm seeing British Zoo separates five parrots who kept encouraging each other to swear. Uh, They were... (laughs) These five parrots had to be separated at the zoo because they were telling... Parrots were telling people to fuck off. uh, But it amused people highly, but other people were upset that had kids, so... Yeah. What, do you know what zoo this was? Oh, I just closed the article. I can find out in a second. Anything else, Ro? Uh, have you seen Van Diesel rap uh, or sing? Oh, before? yeah. And no. Vin Diesel did a techno song. He has released a techno song. I haven't seen it either. Luke is the only one that I've seen it here. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's supposed it to be very bad. No! That's a real thing. So the zoo is the Linkshire Wildlife Center, uh, which apparently has 200 gray parrots. This was just five of them that were kind of teaming up to be bad parrots. You know, when you have that friend that you would never do something stupid until you're with that friend and then they make you do that thing stupid. Yeah, I remember being kicked out of science class for singing Bloodhound Gangs. I want to, I need to find a new vagina. (laughs) Why wasn't that so popular? (laughs) I wonder why that wasn't Mm. popular. Hmm. We could have done a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Um. (laughs) Yes. Okay. uh, Is that everything? I think that's it. Uh, Thanks for being on, Tilly. Yeah, that's all right. Grabbing me and Finn. Yeah, ho- hopefully we get you on again soon. Maybe after the election we can talk about who won if you want to be on back for that. Yeah, cool. Cool. Say, say goodbye, Finn. Finn, say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, citizen. Bye-bye.